Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yes, living the dream once again on a fabulous Saturday. Harbin and Mosley with you from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Okay, we still have meaningless games going on around the NFL, although... Although these games seem to have more meaning than we anticipated, and believe it or not, next Saturday, week zero of the college football season, that's right, next Saturday, we will have games that actually count. Matt, I don't know about you, man, but I am gearing up for a full football season right now. I'm anxious. You know, you get down those last couple of weeks. I don't know about you, but... 
my juices are flowing right now. I'm I'm getting the sense that because once the football season begins, man, there's no looking back. I mean, you're just you're into it, and it's just you motor through the next several months. Uh, there's nothing like it. I'm sorry, with all due respect to baseball and the NBA and all the other things going on in the sports world, football match just has a different feel. It really does, and uh, I I made sure that. Uh, I asked for like five hours today because that's mm. the excitement level I have in, in our last show together, <laughs> college football especially. I had a lot of fun with you. And so I said, let put Hartman and I together again. And uh, they did that part of it, but, but we only have two hours, so we're going to have to condense some of this. But I'm ready to hit the ground running. Uh, I don't mind two hours. And uh, I, I, t- two, hour, two, day, two weeks from today, Steve, I will be doing pregame, like the pregame show for a college football nice. game. Nice. Like, that's very exciting to me. A road game, some road work. But uh, I am very ready for it, and uh, I cannot believe it is upon us. Yeah, my only experience in, in broadcasting games, and this is going back a long time ago, uh, but I had an opportunity to be part of the UCLA broadcast. Uh, one year as the sideline reporter, one as the analyst in the booth. This is back in the mid-90s. And there's nothing like it, especially my second year when I was in the booth. How about this? We opened the season at the newly expanded Neyland Stadium, University of Tennessee, and their junior quarterback, Peyton Manning. They just expanded the uh, stadium to over 100,000. And I remember thinking, there's like 90,000 fans out of 100,000 wearing a number 16 jersey. How much money is he getting from this? The answer was none back in the day. And then two weeks later, I was at the big house in Michigan. Another 100,000 fans. Charles Woodson doing a number on UCLA that day. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's so much there in college football. We're going to get to plenty of college football coming up in the next hour. But, yeah, we're on a rapid-fire situation here a couple hours with Matt and I. All right, I want to get things started right now. I'm going to ask a question, then I'm going to play a little sound after I get your answer to this question because I've been watching a little bit of the hard knock situation. I know you're all on top of the Dallas situation. So how much of what we're watching right now on hard knocks is reality and how much of it is theater, Matt? I there are some moments that I can tell you are reality, but uh, I, I would say that uh, some of the speeches, some of what we're seeing from McCarthy, I do think he is playing for the cameras to a certain extent. Now I don't know, you know, that, that first week there was uh, one there was one point where one of the coaches was talking about a vasectomy. <laughs> I don't know why you would be playing to the cameras. I don't know why you know anything would ever take you in that direction. But I, I would say that uh, it's a it's a mix of both. But I I think uh, I I think that uh, for Mike McCarthy. I think he knows the cameras are rolling, and for whatever reason, I, I I would say that what I've gathered from watching this, the 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 showmanship of this, the show business aspect of this, I think he absolutely realizes that he's on the hot seat, and I think that's where a lot of this Super Bowl talk comes from. And I don't know if it's really what anybody wants to hear or needs to hear. And I always, I, one of my favorite things about Hard Knocks is when they put the cameras on the players as a coach is talking. 
You know, I mean, you're right. I mean, the whole time I'm watching, every time, like, I was watching their preseason game, uh, and then he's putting out his fist in, you know, uh, Dallas and everything else. And, ah, jeez, I've never been a McCarthy fan. I, you always wonder when you have that coach-quarterback dynamic, like who makes who. And the more I watch McCarthy, the more I'm – Absolutely convinced he was a passenger on a luxury liner engineered by Aaron Rodgers over the years. And the fact that that team failed to get back to the Super Bowl once after winning a Super Bowl, I just think falls on him. I mean, look at how Green Bay rebounded from the McCarthy era immediately uh, after a losing season with back-to-back 13-3 and years. So I just, it just seems like this guy is in over his head and... I, I just smell disappointment. And by the way, I don't but, know if you saw this, Matt, but it just came down the line that Dak Prescott, according to Adam Schefter, he is saying that he's not fully back physically and may not be back all season long as far as being 100% physically. So this would only add to uh, added pressure here on Mike McCarthy to get something done positive down there in Dallas. Now, this is so interesting because as they get ready to play the Texans tonight, one of the uh, you know one of the storylines is, oh, he's going to throw him before the game. No big deal that he's not playing. He said he was going to be 100%. I will say in the OTAs and everything that I was hearing and watching, I, I think he did give to his ankle. But um, th- this, is a, this is a very interesting, if somebody's putting it out there, one of these sources, that he's never going to be 100% all season. I mean, this is a quarterback that has said nothing, even on hard knocks, and even anybody that will listen to him, that he's going to be full go. He's going to be full tilt. And, and in training camp, uh, he was performing. So what we need to determine, and, and I want to I take a peek at this report. This is very interesting. But is that discussing, hey, he's not maybe going to be fully himself in his shoulder? Like, the you know, the, the, the as far as uh, we have to watch this pitch count, or does this have something to do with his ankle? Because if it's if they're saying that he can't get back to – a hundred percent the whole season with his shoulder. That is a problem. That is a problem. I mean, you can't, I, I mean, I guess you can like basically not practice him the whole year and just send him out there for games and, and play him. But that's not, I don't think that's going to be a good situation. So, uh, that is, um, that is a bit of breaking news that, um, that, uh, Steve, we need to, uh, we need to dig in on a little bit yeah. because, uh, that well, is, uh, that's more, that's, that is a, a bigger statement about Dak, uh, uh, than, than what we've been hearing. And again, quite honestly, the media, has been saying, hey, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. So if they're going to say, well, he's never going to be 100% all season, I mean, I, I think that's a um, – I, 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 again, this could be splitting hairs – but I, I think um, I think this is this would be troublesome news to Cowboys fans. Yeah, and some people are observing that his throwing motion seems a little altered from what they've seen so far this year from in the past, and whether he's compensating for uh, you know the ankle injury. I mean, whatever it is that he might be compensating for, as we know, this is, it's like a pitcher, right? I mean, if, if some, something's off, it can have an adverse effect on the delivery and can suddenly, 
injure a part of your body that was not in play earlier. And, of course, we've already known that the Cowboys are not going to have Dak Prescott play at all in this preseason. He was never planning to do that and just roll out the dice when they open up against, oh, that's right, the Super Bowl champion uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in just, uh, what, 19 days. So um, this is something to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, and then by the way, I'm just staying with the Cowboys for a moment here, and I'm watching Jerry Jones, okay? And I've, and I've said this, man. I, I'm a Jerry Jones fan in this sense. He's meant uh, immeasurably positive things to the NFL. I don't know how you gauge what he's done with the Cowboys over the last 25 years in the sense they've only had three playoff wins since their last Super Bowl appearance. But um, what, what do you make of, of how they're – showing Jerry Jones so far in hard knocks? Well, I would just say that Jerry uh, enjoys all all of this. And, you know, Jer- Jerry is, is the ultimate showman. And, and I, I think they're – I mean – if they were smart, they would just make the whole thing about Jerry because yeah. he can be uh, very, very entertaining. I mean, he is a huge reason why that uh, that Los Angeles has the NFL returned. I know you're lots of folks in Los Angeles maybe weren't dying to have football back, but Jerry helped uh, help do that and he helped bring that together and uh, and he thought that was very important. So I, I think. Um, I, I think if I were hard knocks, I would do less Zeke laughing and talcum powder and baby powder, and I would do even more Jerry because you 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 quite honestly can't get enough of the man, and 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 that's always been a little bit of the tricky thing for head coaches, whether it be Jason Garrett or Wade Phillips. The only time Jerry ever stepped down out of the limelight was when Bill Parcells was here from 2003 to 2006. It was the only time it ever happened. And uh, so, again, I would advise, I thought last week, and I don't want to get on here and become a film critic, but I thought that was a very pedestrian effort by our hard knocks folks. All right? I mean, I, it, it just wasn't that intriguing. So yeah, how about the I would slow get motion Jerry back stuff. to the forefront. Yeah, that, that slow motion stuff was like, what? Where? I mean, this is what, NFL Films circa 1967? Uh, it seemed really old school to me. All right, coming up on the other side, uh, we got to get to another quarterback controversy. There's so many quarterback stories going on in this preseason. A reminder, though, for endless hot water, choose Navium. Get all the hot water you need for as long as you need it. Right now, save hundreds on a new Navian tankless water heater with local rebates. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com, tanklessmadesimple.com. All right, one team claims that the future at the quarterback position is on hold, but is it? And should it be? We're going to tell you which team we're talking about coming up next. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Steve Harvin, Matt Mosley here on this Saturday. All right, so we have one preseason game going on right now. And normally when you watch these preseason football games, there's, there's really not a whole lot of scoring. You know, you got second, third stringers in there. And I'm looking at the scoreboard right now, and the Buffalo Bills are leading the Chicago Bears 41-6. to Now, 41-6, to Matt, doesn't happen by accident. It usually means, and we were mentioning this earlier about the Patriots, 35 nothing pasting of the Eagles the other day of one team making a statement, or in this case, maybe a player making a statement. And the player that made a statement today in the first half of this game for the Buffalo Bills was former Bears quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. I never understood this about Trubisky and his time with Chicago. So, remember, they moved up to the second overall pick to get Trubisky, they passed on Patrick Mahomes, who at the time no one was thinking was obviously going to be the quarterback he has become with the Chiefs. They also passed on Deshaun Watson, and they moved up to get Trubisky. So as a rookie, he started 12 games, and as a rookie, he went 4-8. and eight. All right, no big deal. A lot of rookies struggle in their first season as a true rookie in the NFL. In the next three years, in games that he started, the Bears' record was 25-13. and 13. 
25 and 13. Uh, over that time, he had 57 touchdown passes and he only had 30 interceptions, a two to one ratio. And I'm thinking, how did Trubisky become the fall guy for whatever Mike Nagy uh, was failing to do uh, as the coach? Uh, I always say Mike. It's Matt Nagy. I can't get the old Red Sox pitcher out of my head. So Matt Nagy suddenly uses Trubisky as the fall guy, who, by the way, last year he was 6-3 and three as a starting quarterback on a team that finished 8-8. Eight and eight. So today, Trubisky was signed on by Buffalo to be a backup. And by, by the way, based on what we saw today, they may have the best backup in the NFL behind Josh Allen. He just lit him up. He absolutely lit him up. And then on the other side, you got Andy Dalton, who proclaimed this week that even though Justin Fields has it, well, let's let's hear this. You got to hear this, Matt. This was Andy Dalton talking this week about the future and the present day for Chicago Bears. Justin's going to have his time, and Justin's going to have a great career. But right now, it's, it's my time, and so my focus is on being the best player I can be for this team and do everything I can to help this team win. Okay, his time. Okay, I mean, I delusional? I'm not quite sure where we're going here right now. But getting back to Matt Nagy, I mean, this guy is on the hot seat. And the question is, are you really going to hand the ball to Andy Dalton? Or are you going to say, and I'm watching Justin Fields driving the Bears right down the field right now. Now, I understand this is vanilla defense and this is second and third stringers. But Fields looks pretty good right now and did last week. Uh, what do you make of this whole predicament in Chicago of, A, using Trubisky as a fall guy for some unknown reason, bringing in Andy Dalton, who hasn't had a single day of effectiveness as a quarterback in years, and then keeping Justin Fields, I don't know, on the sidelines? Where are we going with this, Matt? Can I I, I just got to go back to the numbers for Trubisky. Yeah. And and, and I, I got to – I mean – as you said that, that were, those were very interesting numbers to me. Mm-hmm. But as I watched him over these last few years, I, I've seen extremely poor quarterback play from mm-hmm. not only him, but other folks they tried to bring in to compete with him. It, it just, and it may, the, the part that may not be his fault, when you're drafted that high and when you give up that much draft capital, you know, you're expected more than just go out there and be like a caretaker, bus driver, quarterback, like, uh, like Bill Parcells used to talk about. You're, you're expected to do more. But I would just say those numbers do kind of shock me a little bit because to my eye, he was really, really bad. And, and again, am I a Bears fan that watches every single game? No. But when I did stop down and watch Trubisky, I, I don't have any problem with them sort of moving on and moving on to the next. Now, here's the thing with Dalton. Dalton is a great guy, great dude. We watched him closely around the Dallas-Fort Worth area because he played at TCU. Sure. He is a, he's a, he's a very, very good, solid leader. He is a tremendous backup type guy to have around. You want him in the locker room. Um, I think he might regret a little bit having phrased it like that. This is my time because I think people think maybe Dalton's time has passed. Um, but when 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 Chicago uh, announced that they were bringing him in, what did they do? They put a big announcement out there or a tweet and, and a big picture of him, and it was kind of like the Dalton era has arrived, uh. and it became sort of a laughing stock. I get all of that. But now – 
what he might, knowing Andy like I do a little bit, you know, I think there's still some, they're guarding, and again, I know, when you got a rookie quarterback, especially a very talented one, the fans want them out there as quickly as they as they can. And, and you know, honestly, sometimes it's better to go lose with a rookie quarterback if you're a head coach on the hot seat because at least you have the excuse we have a new quarterback. Now, did that work for Anthony Lynn when he had a brilliant young quarterback that was putting up some really good numbers? It did not. Sometimes it works for coaches that are maybe a little bit on the hot seat. And, uh, and But Nagy's probably past that. No matter what, no matter how, you know, sometimes a quarterback like Fields could go out there and perform really well. They still lose a lot of games. Same thing with like Burrow. You can go out there and maybe have a great year and you're going to only win four or five games. Do you stick with the head coach? Nagy's probably, Nagy's probably up against it here. Uh, but I, I'm, I, I, it is funny what Andy said, but I guess I'm trying to give him some sort of defense here. I don't think it's quite Andy's a smart guy. I, I don't think he I don't think he quite meant to for that to be the bravado moment that we've all made it out to be. I don't know. It sounded like the, to me, Matt. Hey, you know, Justin's gonna have his day, but it's my time now. It's my time. Well it's my I mean, time. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, and, and, and we would have been saying, you know what? I mean, Andy Dalton, if he had gone out today and lit it up, then he would have looked pretty good. But that's not that's not what he's done. Well, how do you evaluate what you saw from him last year with the Cowboys? <sighs> he got banged up right away. Um, I, I think he's still a very competent backup. He's certainly not someone who could. You've seen teams be able to bring in backups like the Patriots did when that year Tom Brady went down and they actually won, I think, 10 or 11 games that season. Was that with uh, – uh, Anyway, they I mean they they actually had a decent season. You do see some teams that can keep going a little bit, but I I don't um I, I Dalton is probably not a starter in this league anymore. He's a very competent backup, but you only want him covering you for about 3 or 4 games. But that said, of all the backups in the NFL, I would say Andy Dalton's probably still a the top five backup. There just aren't a lot of great backup situations you can turn to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that what a lot of teams are trying to figure out in this preseason is just how necessary this preseason is. Because last year we had no preseason and we just got right into the year and the height of the pandemic and somehow navigated the season pretty much on par with seasons past. The Outstanding quarterbacks were great. Aaron Rodgers was great. Mahomes was great. All the guys that you expected to have outstanding seasons had that. Even had guys like Josh Allen that came out of left field to have career years. And so you're you're taking the step back saying, well, maybe we can just sort of start the season and everybody's going to be okay. The problem there is obviously when you have a young quarterback that you're trying to evaluate whether or not they're ready to roll. And – you go back to the Justin Herbert situation last year with the Chargers. I mean, this was this was a disservice of sorts to these young quarterbacks because here was Herbert, who they had originally planned to bench the entire year. They brought in 
Tyrod, stop calling me Tyrod Taylor as their starting quarterback. And as we're getting ready for game two against the Chiefs, he gets his lung punctured when they were trying to stick a needle in him. And they got this Herbert guy and they said, well, kid, just get out there. And he manufactures one of the great rookie seasons of all time as a quarterback. So I think a lot of people are looking at what happened to Herbert of the Chargers saying, well, the heck with this, man. Let's let's go with this. But it was interesting where the Bears go with Justin Fields right now. On the other side, I also want to get back to the Patriots situation and the dynamic with Cam Newton. And how long into the future are we going to see Mac Jones? But first, let's find out what's trending right now. Ralph Urban is in the house. Well, you guys are talking about the issues with the Chicago Bears and their offense. They are down 41-6 right now to Buffalo in the third quarter. So their defense isn't good, but that's not everything in football, right? Stevenson starts towards the middle, across the 30. Dodges one man, gets to the 35, to the 45 at midfield. Marquez Stevenson in the run. He's at the 30, at the Bears 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Touchdown, Buffalo! Yeah, that's WGR, the Bills radio network, so nothing's working right for the Bears right now. And as for uh, Justin Fields, he's currently 4 of 10 for 49 yards. He was 2 of 4 for his first drive for 10 yards and then went 4 of 6 for 39 yards. He has 46 yards rushing. So that's his excitement right now because that's what the Bears' offensive line is providing him. Uh, You guys talked about Mitchell Trubisky, 20 of 28, 221 yards and a touchdown. And a 41-6 lead again for Buffalo over the Bears. 23 seconds to play in the first half. On the Diamonds, Tampa Bay extends their lead over the White Sox. Now 8-4, and the Rays still batting in the bottom of the eighth inning. The Royals with a 2-0 lead over the Cubs. That game is in the fourth inning. The Yankees getting two-run doubles from John Carlos Stanton and Luke Voigt. They have a 6-0 lead over Minnesota. That's in the top of the seventh. Detroit and Toronto still scoreless in the second inning. As we send it back, it's Steve and Matt. Uh, Very good, Ralph. Thanks so much. By the way, I don't know if you saw this, Matt. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, the rookie wide receiver for the Bengals, who, of course, sat out all of last year after his huge sophomore season at LSU on the receiving end of all those Joe Burrow passes. Uh, Yesterday, they played the Washington football team, and he dropped passes all over the place. I mean, just drops, three drops on third down. And now he's admitting that, yeah, taking a full year off from football, I have to get back up to speed. Oh, and that's right. Not just up to speed, but up to speed at the NFL level. So it's going to be interesting. He wasn't the only high draft pick, by the way, that sat out all of last season. And, you know, we're going to get into some college football in the next hour. That's another dynamic, Matt, about a lot of these guys who, you know, see their future in the NFL. Obviously, his draft status was not affected by sitting out the season. And they figure, well, we'll just reunite him with Joe Burrow. Uh, But, uh, yeah, this idea that you can take a a year off from college, if you have, let's say, a big sophomore year and you're not eligible for the draft, uh, just take a year off. It's not going to hurt my draft status. But uh, I don't know. If you're on the sidelines watching for a year, I would imagine it's a little tough to sort of get back up to speed. 
I, I maybe certain positions more than others, and maybe the wide receivers are impacted because I will say for the Cowboys, Micah Parsons sat out a season yes. at Penn State, and he's been one of the stories of camp. He's all over. He's all over the place, and and in some ways, he and Keanu Neal are 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 maybe going to relegate uh, Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith to sort of backup status. I mean, those guys are going to be involved in the. Uh, in some of the base packages, but the packages that they're mostly in, some of the nickel packages, they're not even they're not even going to be involved. So I, I yeah I, I I think it can work either way. It can keep you incredibly fresh, but a, a big part of it is can you put together like a workout plan or get with the right people to get you up to speed? And I don't I you know I I don't know if that's always the case for players, but uh, I would think uh, going a year without being able to catch passes from a quarterback. Uh, would uh, would would set you back a little bit, but I would have to think that this guy will get up to speed pretty quickly. Well, they better hope because they pass on for a couple of good players uh, in order to reunite Burrow with Jamar Chase. I want to get to the New England Patriots right now, and you know, Matt, when we look at these preseason games, does it really matter who wins and loses? No, although you do have anomalies. The Ravens have won eighteen straight preseason games. I mean, that's an, isn't that an absurd number? I mean, should you get like a trophy or a bonus or something? I mean, that is uh, that's an amazing number. I mean, it's so it doesn't really mean anything because no. all those games get erased. But uh, it 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 means it's okay. Part of it's a huge fluke because I'm sure there've been some of those games that were close, and part of it is probably just some sort of philosophy that they have that. If we're going to if we're going to suit up, we're going to go out here and actually try to try to win the game. And some coaches believe in that. Ooh, but, uh, well, I, hold I, on a second here, Matt. I don't know if you're watching this Bears Bills game, but we just had a helmet to helmet hit that literally knocked the helmet right off Justin Fields. I mean, he got clobbered. That's going to be an automatic suspension. That's a preseason game. How's this guy still in the game? Wait a second, is he still in the game? This number 59? How's that possible? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you kidding me? This was a blatant helmet-to-helmet hit that just leveled Justin Fields. Now, Fields is up, and he's about, but wow, that's that gives you another uh, pause, again, to bring any of your quarterbacks into these games. Uh, I so. love it. I love it how connected you are to a game, which I think you updated me uh, or uh, I think Ralph <laughs> updated us earlier that was like 41 to 6. And it's now 41-13, so there you go. Yeah. 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 I, you I reacted to that play as if it were I maybe uh, it. in the playoffs or something. I mean, if it happened yeah. in a regular season game, this would be all the talk. But when you see a helmet damn hit that blows the helmet off the quarterback, feels apparently unaffected. He's a tough kid. All right, so let's talk about New England for a moment here, Matt. So last year, you look at the standings in the AFC East, and it's like something we haven't seen in over 20 years. Bill's sitting atop at 13-3, and three, Dolphins a team on the move at 10-6, and six, and there's New England mired in a 7-9 and nine football season. There's no talk about New England anymore. They're irrelevant. The post-Tom Brady era uh, is, uh, is in full effect. But this game they had against New England the other night, 35 to nothing Patriots, and we saw Cam Newton throw the ball as effectively as we've seen in several years. And then the rookie out of Alabama, Mac Jones, he came in and he threw the ball very effectively. My guess was Belichick used this preseason game 
in a Belichick way of reminding everyone, hey, we haven't gone away. We're still the New England Patriots, and I'm still Bill Belichick. And if you think back to last year, Matt, the team's offense wasn't terrible until Cam Newton got COVID. And when he came back, he wasn't the same quarterback. So what's your gut feeling in New England right now? Are are they in better shape than a lot of people are predicting for 2021? My feeling is that they're still not New England. And I, I, I think... Um, I think it, it probably has brought the organization. I mean, watching Brady did what he did can't help but leave a mark. Now, that may drive them to get back sooner than they would otherwise. But I, I don't uh, – as much as I love Cam when he was at the top of his game and he was playing at MVP level and he went to the Super Bowl, I loved watching him play. I, I still – I cannot look at that game the other night and go, oh, Cam's back. I, I think at this juncture in his year, he can't string enough of those type of games together to to fuel a 10 or 11 win season. I, I, I think he is incapable of that. I Again, he still shows flashes of his old self, but his game is so different than, say, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, because of his arm angle and because of his incredible arm talent, he doesn't even have to run around anymore. He doesn't have to move as much as he used to have he's just still a great great quarterback even though you knock him for not getting to the Super Bowl enough and and again we've had that conversation but I think uh, I don't think Cam can get back to the old Cam I'm just and, curious and I hope he proves me wrong I really hope he proves me wrong and I but I, I I mean I don't think this team's I think this team's ceiling is nine and seven well Let's make it ten and seven or nine and eight. Don't forget, Matt. We have a seventeen-game season now. Oh no! I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. yeah we got to get well, out of the mindset of the sixteen-game season. We got seventeen games now. That's going to be tricky. Wow! By the way, all those all those years that Jason Garrett went eight and eight. I mean, it's not. <laughs> There's no more five hundred seasons him. unless you got one of those <laughs> infamous tie games. I've always said this when they, when they were suggesting they were going to go to a seventeen game season. To me, it would have been the perfect opportunity for the NFL because you now have staggered schedules where one team has nine home games and another team has eight home games. Doesn't seem very fair. I never understood this whole dynamic of if you add a 17th game, make it a neutral site game. Can you imagine if you had, and you, you could work it out where every single team would have that one neutral site game and it would play out perfectly over the course of the season with one game. You could have put it on any night of the week. You could even have it on a Tuesday night if you wanted to, where you have a neutral site game. Think about it. You could have what, a neutral side game. Let's say you had the you could have like a neutral side game. Let's say you had the Eagles and the Steelers are on the schedule against each other, and you put it in a Happy Valley. Or you could put it in cities that want a team like San Diego or San Antonio or St. Louis or any city that doesn't currently have a team. How about an NFL game down in Tuscaloosa? We just had baseball in Iowa. Why not an NFL game in Alabama? I don't because because of the ultimate greed. No, if if someone has an opportunity to have a home game mm. in these, as you mentioned, that SoFi stadiums headed toward 
whatever six billion dollars and all those cost overruns and everything, uh. you're not going to give up uh, opportunity to host one of those games. So I, I don't. Uh, well, but I, in I, a neutral site game, you split the money. It's a neutral side game. Uh, I don't I, see it. I don't see it ever. I don't see it ever happening. I mean, I, I I like your thoughts. I like you thinking outside of the box. I I the, but the the greed that is is the <laughs> NFL. They would never go for it. All right. Well, on the other side, I got to share a story with you. So last weekend, SoFi Stadium, the infamous SoFi Stadium. That initially had a price tag of about $2.2 billion. It's now approaching $6 billion, the stadium, to bring the NFL back to L.A. Well, last week, they had their first ever game with fans. I will tell you the -the behind-the-scenes story of a nightmare coming up next. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 
Steve Arvin and Matt Mosley. All right, so the NFL was desperate to get back to the city of Los Angeles. Matt, nobody in L.A. was desperate to get the NFL back, but the NFL was desperate to get a team in Los Angeles. And Stan Kroenke, who, by the way, is still facing litigation in the city of St. Louis, the exit of the Rams from St. Louis, because you had people that, you know, had personal seat license long term uh, and they won their money back. Um, so that's that's a separate story. And I love this also because Kroenke is now looking for help from the NFL to pay off these people and get them off his back. So anyway, he he decides, fine, I'll do it. I'll come to uh, L.A. And the only way to get a stadium built in the state of California is out of your own pocket. And so he said, fine, how much is it going to cost? He said, ah, probably about $2.2 billion. And we're going to stick it in Inglewood, California, which is the home of the fabulous forum for years, of course, where the uh, L.A. Lakers played, also where Hollywood Park was, the uh, racetrack. And, uh, and, and to show you how, how little that had to be done to get the uh, Inglewood building of the stadium approved, Matt, they had uh, the city officials, it was a two-to-one vote. Two to one. That's that three people in the city of Inglewood vote on this. And it won by a total of two to one. That's how this whole thing got started. So anyway, by the time they had built what is called SoFi Stadium, the cost of two point two billion is now approaching six billion dollars. So this. Past Saturday, the Chargers and the Rams, the Rams that paid for the whole thing and the Chargers who pay nothing as renters, played each other. Okay, and this is the first time they had any fans because last year there were zero fans at any Rams or Chargers home game. To say it was a disaster would be putting it kindly. You may have seen out there, went viral, a fight that broke out between a Ram fan and several Charger fans. And what was amazing about this fight, Matt, is no security ever showed up at all. There was no security, even though things are being thrown, bodies are flying, there's blood, there's everything. No security in sight. But if that were the only problem, you'd be, okay, well, let's just get a little more security. Uh Uh-uh. Access in and out of the stadium was a nightmare. Now, back in the day, Matt, I remember covering Laker games when they'd sell out in the in the Showtime days, 17,000. 17,000 and 70,000? Those are very different numbers. And here's the problem with this SoFi Stadium. Inglewood is sort of, they're in the middle of nowhere. There are no freeway access. So you have to get off the freeways. And some people said a two-mile drive took an hour and a half to try to get into the stadium. They also said leaving your seat and just walking back to the parking lot took 45 minutes. And then there was the concession stands. So they had this elaborate menu. You know, they want to give you all this good stuff because they are gouging you at the price tag. The problem is they didn't have the personnel necessary to churn out the food quick enough. So people were sitting in line for 35 minutes and not moving one step. And then when they actually got their food, they're looking at the food and like, what is this? This doesn't look like what it shows in the picture. It was garbage. So they were ill-prepared, despite the fact they had two years to prepare for this. And we got a game tonight with the Rams hosting the Raiders. And then tomorrow, the Chargers are hosting the 49ers. So they have back-to-back games at SoFi Stadium. 
So they got a lot of work to do. And, oh, that's right. One added thing this weekend. Everybody needs to wear a mask at all times. Yeah, good luck policing that in a stadium with that many people, especially those Raider fans. Hey, Raider fan, put a mask on. Yeah, you know you can stick that. So, (laughs) I mean, it is an absolute debacle in trying to get this uh, $6 billion stadium up and running to where they hope it is. I'm sort of uh, curious, what are some of these – uh, food options we were supposed to be excited about. Did they have some? Uh, did they? I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to think. I mean, there's only so many things you can come up with at a football stadium. I mean, you have your oh, typical no, no, jumbo no, no. dogs, sausage dogs, uh, your fries. I mean, I, I barbecue sandwich. Sometimes you even have some carving stations available to you. Um, what was? Uh, what were they? What were they promising? They were promising all kinds of – they have what they call the L.A. Eats menu, okay, where Mm. they would have these elaborate food items here, uh, whether it was deli or street tacos or uh, special chicken. Uh, They had all – pizzas. They had all kinds of elaborate menu items that look good. Like you look at the picture like, hey, I, I definitely go for that. But if you don't have the people to churn it out quick enough when you got, you know, long lines at the concession stand, it's one thing to hand out a hot dog or two, but <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't get the food out quick enough. Mm. Uh, there mm. was they they show these two ladies, they would sit in line for 35 minutes. They said they never moved and they just decided we're just leaving the game. They didn't even go you back know, to their seats. They're like this is ridiculous. It's a mess. It's preseason for everyone. Yeah. Okay. So we got to give them. We got to give them some grace on this. And by week two, when I will show up there at SoFi Stadium, I think they're going to have a lot of this ironed out. Oh. At least uh-oh. I hope they do. Well, you're I hope they be do there in the two. press box. Well, well, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be week week two. Yeah. Uh, how how do you get to the game, Matt? I, hmm. All right. Well, f- save that because on the other <laughs> side, we're going to tell you how. Are you ready for this? Iowa State is going to save the college football season. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences, loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hi, rolling on here on this fabulous Saturday. Hartman and Mosley with you from the Fox Sports Radio studios. By the way, just picking up where we left off for the last hour, talking about the food over at SoFi. I have now been sent photos of some of the food. Oh, my God. I'm talking about a $15 pizza that looks like it was dragged on the floor of a cheap Italian restaurant, using the words of uh, a buddy of mine. Garbage. Unbelievable. The food. <laughs> unbelievable. I, I, did, I did have to laugh when you said, Matt, these were elaborate items they were offering. And then your next your next word, you said pizza. I, I mean, that does not well, sound that it, elaborate to me. Well, but, oh, man. Oh, Hartman's bringing in. Hartman yummy. says they're bringing in pizza this year. Good they, Lord. Let's all go over to SoFi and get some of that supreme pizza. They, they, they served a what they called a cheeseburger sub sandwich. Uh, Did you see the pictures awesome. of this? It, I it basically, want that. It was a sub, so they had this long piece of burger, <laughs> except, oh, my. The pictures are unbelievable, indescribable. I want, yeah. I, I definitely want one. That's one of the big reasons I'm coming out there, partially oh because the Cowboys are going to be there versus the Chargers. But I want one of those sub burgers. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. All right, so they got a little work to do there. Um, let's get to college football right now. Before we get into yeah. the whole dynamic of the world versus the SEC, which we are facing right now, uh, something a little closer to home is the survival of the Big 12 Conference, uh, which is definitely – uh, on life support right now with the uh, defection looming for Oklahoma and Texas. Can I can I bring something up here? Because I was making uh, a little bit of fun of the Cyclones of Iowa State, that how does Iowa State uh, survive the purge that is coming between the haves and have-nots? But right now they are in the midst of something we've never really seen before at Iowa State, not in my memory, and that is a, a team of relevance, you know, a preseason top 10 team uh, at Iowa State. So I'm going to ask you, since you have a better read on the Big 12 than I do, is are, are we looking at the possibility that the success of Iowa State football in 2021 could have a huge bearing on the survival of the Big 12 conference? You know, I it's hard for me to say that it would have like an enormous bearing but but I think you would have to admit even as dismissive last time we were together as you were of Iowa State and mm. I apologize on all on your behalf to all our <laughs> Iowa State people out there and I thought the state of Iowa really made a strong comeback with that uh, Field of Dreams game and the cornfields and all that. In fact, as we start start talking about Iowa State in a minute, I would love some of that the natural uh, music or something, or actually the Field of Dreams. Boy, that did you that theme music when Costner walked out in the in the outfield there? Did that not move you to tears, Steve? I mean, that was that, and that was quite an acting job where <laughs> where Costner just kind of wandered around oh, for yeah. a little while mm-hmm. out there. And he kind of looked around, and then boom, then they came out of the cornfields. Mm. Ames, Iowa is about an hour away from there. And I would just say this. If if Brock Purdy and Brees Hall and Charlie Kohler, who is a great, great tight end for them, all of those guys are capable of being All-American, especially uh, Hall and Kohler. If they could somehow run the table this season, and they're going to go into this season as the number seven team in the land. Yep. If they could beat up on Texas and beat up on Oklahoma and and take care of their business, um, I, I again, it's not going to save the Big Twelve per se, but it would strike a blow for for the folks that have just been extremely dismissive of the Baylor, the TCU's, the Iowa States, the Texas Techs. I mean, these schools have had success. I mean, you wouldn't know it by the narrative of all this, but Baylor was winning Big 12 titles when Texas wasn't. Baylor has beaten Texas on a very regular basis over the past 10 years or so. So I, I don't. Um, I, I think what Iowa State could do would uh, would be a reminder to people that there are some attractive teams in this conference, including Steve, the defending national champions in basketball. Wow! All right. Well, of course, you being the Baylor guy that you are, and you you have acknowledged that your experience in Indianapolis during the Final Four was. Did you not say the greatest experience of your life? Watching Baylor win the national championship in dominant fashion against Gonzaga. Where, where's that rank all time on the the Matt Mosley list of, of highlights in your life? Where is that? I mean, I would say 
marriage, birth of child, Nat Baylor national title. <laughs> and not necessarily in that order. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it for you. I'm going to say, I, look, it, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. I got to see my Bruins win it in person back in the day. Um, all right, so... Now now we look at the whole dynamic of college football, because we were thinking about this a couple of weeks ago, Matt, about maybe an allegiance uh, of two super conferences, so to speak, where you have the SEC and the ACC hook up with their common denominator of their association with ESPN, and then you have the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and maybe the Big 12 sort of teaming up against them. But it now appears, oh, no, 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 no. The SEC stands alone there's no ACC. We don't need the ACC. We may pick off Clemson. You know, we might add them to the list. We'll, we'll, who do you got over there? Oh, Florida State and Clemson. We'll take those two teams away from you, and then you can have whatever's left in the ACC. Be fine with that. But, I mean, it, it now appears, Matt, that we have a full-scale war of the SEC versus everyone else. And I'm only half kidding when I talk about the SEC now that they've gone after Texas and Oklahoma. What prevents them from saying, hey, Clemson, hey, Florida State, Miami, you want to join forces with us? Nothing. Nothing is going to stop them. So is this, are we at the point now where the SEC has gained such power that there's no way to stop them at? I, I, I think what's happened is this alliance that you're hearing about now with Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC is an effort. I don't know if it would stop them, but uh, I and, and don't you have to laugh at all this talk back and forth about, well, we have more sports. In, in our conferences, we average 23 or 24 sports, and, and the SEC only averages 19.7 sports per school. Like, that, like any of that matters, if we found out anything in this whole process, it's that football drives everything. And then there was somebody the other day saying, well, look at us, Pac-12 Pac and Big Ten and, and ACC, we're more well-rounded. Look at what we did in the Olympics. And then somebody came up with the fact that the SEC schools did even better than all of those schools in the Olympics. In fact, all of those conferences combined, the SEC had more medals. So that was a uh, that was a false storyline. I, I just here's what I think. I think Greg Sankey has the for serving on that committee to to do the playoff expansion and and, and all the while while doing these backroom deals I think he's lost so much trust among these other conferences and there's so much angst and anger and bitterness feeling toward that this is now this is a very personal thing that's happened and and the thought is we have three fairly strong conferences let's make no mistake of those three conferences, the Big Ten does the best in TV where it counts. They bring the most eyes, ACC next, and then Pac-12. I mean, did you see that story, uh, Steve? The, 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 it was like the four million club, like which conferences had four million could attract a four million eyes to these, to, to TV games or more. And your beloved Pac-12 only brought like five or six to the table. And part of that may not be their fault. It might be when games are scheduled, they're scheduling those games late at night or whatever. But but right now, we have basically 
a a a reality TV show has broken out in college football. Mm-hmm. We have Survivor, uh, and the you remember the alliances? I used to watch it when Richard oh, yeah. early in the early in the deal. Richard won, I believe, and then I think he got in some tax trouble or whatever. But I think he was the one always taking his clothes off or something. I can't remember. But I, I that, the Survivor is is what is happening right now, and so the alliances. And what's what's a little scary is. The SEC probably can stare down those three. And the SEC is so powerful that what you're saying is true, that they might be able to say, Florida State, Clemson, come on over here and join a true power conference, and they might go do it. You know, it's always amazing to me. I And I come from a school, UCLA, where they take a lot of pride in how many NCAA team titles they have. This is all sports across the board, right? So number one on this list is Stanford. They have 128. UCLA has 119. USC has 110. You see Oklahoma State, 52. Penn State, 51. You go down the list. All these NCAA titles. You know the total of NCAA titles for football on this list? Zero. Zero. There is no NCAA title for Division I football. So when we talk about the success of these conferences and they trumpet all the success they have in all these NCAA titles and you mentioned Olympic sports and everything else, meaningless because the overwhelming majority of these teams do not exist without the revenue of football. A team that a sport that doesn't even count against these lists of these NCAA titles. So I'm telling you right now, I would take the threat of the SEC seriously. They're going to have to figure this out. These other conferences are going to have to figure this out because where's the money going? The money will continue to go into this monolith that is the SEC. And it has nothing to do with basketball. It has nothing to do with any sport other than football. And as all the sponsors are looking like, where where am I going to make my money? Where am I going to get my exposure? Pouring that money into the SEC football. I'm telling you right now, and and they, they'll go after everybody. They, they might go after USC. They may go Absolutely. after Ohio State. They may yeah. go after any program in the country. And guess what? You say, well, they'll never leave. Really? Oh, they'll leave. If the money's out there, yes. they'll leave. Yeah, you know, I, I think that could actually absolutely happen. So for, for my beleaguered, sad little Big 12 right now, mm. two things need to happen. The the conference commissioner, I don't know what's going on with the presidents and the ADs in this league. They're sitting there by, you know, holding each other's hands and going, let's hold OU and Texas's feet to the fire. This guy should have been gone uh, yesterday should have been gone three weeks ago should have been gone when all this came down they have to make a change there and then you know what I would do I would get extremely aggressive who are the top independents in college football right now Steve well you know one's Notre Dame and the other one I guess you'd have to say is BYU which made the curious choice of becoming an independent mm-hmm. I, I would imagine they probably regret that but who knows I mean that the, the Big 12 should hey think about that when the ACC 
see, when all these teams got in pandemic issues last year, what did the ACC do with uh, Notre Dame? They said, hey, come on in here. Come on in here. We'll, we'll offer you a schedule. At the drop of a hat, they dropped everything they had and said, you just come right on into this conference. They play other sports in that conference, i.e. basketball. So if you're the Big 12 and if you could bring in a true leader that would think outside the box, what you would go do is get one of the networks and get NBC, whoever, basically, obviously NBC's had the Notre Dame contract forever, but say, come be with us. We'll offer you the world. In fact, we'll let you be what Texas used to be at this conference. Mm -hmm. We'll let you come in here and run this, and we'll give you an enormous portion. You're not, it's not going to be the same portion that Baylor or Texas Tech gets. You're going to get, so basically you make Notre Dame a deal they can't refuse, but nobody's talking about that because nobody's thinking outside of the box. They're all trying to survive and what they should have all done. And I think Texas Tech kind of wants to do it. I think Texas Tech out there in Lubbock, out there in the in the you know uh, uh, the Badlands, basically saying get rid of this commissioner. But but nobody's working together. It's it's a mess. It is an absolute mess. You can you can tell I'm bothered by this. Well, I I would imagine so. I mean, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, you're going to look back and you know, you're going to say, how did Baylor win a national championship in basketball? They're not even a Division One school. Oh, they were back in the day. They actually were. This was long before this uh, the model that the SEC took over, and they sort of had the haves and haves. Mm. Uh, ba- Baylor used no, to be gonna, a Division One. I'm, I'm, I'm really putting you pain. You're right going to make me cry trying to drop <laughs> us out of Division One. I mean, at worst, I do think we could catch on with the American Athletic Conference. Oh, but, does that uh, exist anymore? All right, so we'll we have much more on this. I, I do want to ask this question coming up on the other side. We talk a little bit about Iowa State, all right? Cool. Iowa State, the power that is the Cyclones. Is there any team in the country that can challenge Iowa State for the national championship this year? Is there any team out there that can challenge Iowa State for the national championship? We'll break it down coming up next. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, 
there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Steve Harvey, Matt Mosley on this Saturday. Can you believe it? Next Saturday, Matt College football games that count. Real games, including my UCLA Bruins. They're going to be taking on Hawaii. That's actually going to be on during our show. First game will be the Nebraska-Illinois game. How about the Nebraska situation? I mean, let me ask you this, since you're a Baylor guy. So the whole Baylor mess, you know, the sexual harassment stuff and everything else that was going on in Baylor was pretty much, I don't know, Dismissed by the NCAA? Am I right about that? Did they really follow through? Or what What? What ultimately happened with that? I bring that up only because Nebraska apparently had some practices that were not on the schedule, and now there's a full-blown NCAA investigation about that. Uh, and I'm thinking, are these equal here as far as what the NCAA should really be worried about? No, they're not equal. But but what happens is in the guidelines, and that's what's so crazy about this thing now hanging over the uh, program for four or five years, they take all this time, they do their research, and then in the end, the ruling on Baylor was not so much, they didn't say, oh, Baylor didn't do anything wrong, or Baylor, it was that we don't have any kind of legislation in place Mm -hmm. that really addresses this. So they weren't even capable, which they could have said in the first place. They could have probably saved everybody the time, but uh, they waited four or five years, did the investigations, you know, said a few things, and just said, well, quite honestly, this was prevalent across the university and in the athletic program. So much like UNC, why did UNC not get hit hard or or hard at all for that academic scandal? Well, they found that it was also uh, the scandal went school-wide. Other regular students had access to some of these tests and whatever cheating was going on. So they decided not to go after the athletic program, similar to the Baylor situation. As awful as that whole situation was with the sexual assaults uh, and everything that took place, they, 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 the NCAA did not have jurisdiction. So, no, those things are not the same, but the NCAA's better equipped to handle these little piddly, like, oh, uh, Scott Frost was meeting off campus and having some practices. Oh, they had a few extra practices. Um, uh, you know, same thing went down with the, with the college basketball team this week. 
and 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 it, it, they're better equipped to handle those cases than they are these huge things. And the other thing, not to get too far into this, they failed so miserably on the Penn State situation uh. that they repealed most <laughs> of the uh, of the punishment, and so it set the precedent. Basically, we don't really have the authority to go in there and 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 put all these huge sanctions in place. Yes, which brings the bigger question is what is the actual purpose of the NCAA? I understand in theory what they should be doing, but the reality is something much different. All right, so let's take a look at the college football scene. Basically, it's Iowa State and everyone else in 2021. All right, so the Cyclones, (laughs) they will rule the college football world, but somebody has got to be second best. Um, I'm looking at the preseason AP rankings here, Matt. Again, the Alabama, it's out of habit. You know, they, they're going to throw Alabama number one. I see Oklahoma is number two, slightly ahead of Clemson there. And I see a lot of the preseason All-American teams. And they got Spencer Rattler right there in the mix to be the guy. Let's start right there. And let's start with Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, and that Oklahoma football program. So they have this incredible run of these transfer quarterbacks with Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts. And then you got Spencer Rattler, put up some pretty good numbers. Is he that good? I mean, do you think that Oklahoma is going to be distracted by their looming move to the SEC? How do you see this playing out for Oklahoma this year? As the last time I checked, they're still a member of the Big 12. I think that um, Rattler is really, really good, moves around, and and has a legitimate shot to be the uh, Heisman winner. I I think another thing is they uh, apparently everybody, I don't even know how Tennessee's fielding a team, basically (laughs) everybody from from UT, um, they all uh, transferred out of there. And Eric Gray, I believe is a young man's name, uh, the running back OU, which always seems stacked at running back, it goes about four deep and, and we're not talking about just like oh the you know, decent guys talking about like really big time home run hitter types and then they always have uh wide receivers in in this, this so this is a um I, I do think this team could be a juggernaut the the biggest difference is that they actually play a little defense and alex grinch the defensive coordinator that went in there and they have a they have a linebacker named nick benito who's a big time player and they actually have gotten back you remember there was a time when OU had great athletes uh, and great speed uh, on the defensive line and then they got exposed against LSU a couple of years ago and just got blown off the field this is a this is an OU team that can compete on defense so really what this conference comes down to is Iowa State versus OU and and, and they couldn't you know they've really struggled with Iowa State because Iowa State does a couple of things OU doesn't like they'll they'll run the do- the ball down their throats and and they on defense they are very opportunistic and I do think we have seen Rattler get frustrated. You can point to some great numbers he threw for a ton of touchdowns, but I I, I don't I don't think. Uh, I I don't I don't see him yet being Kyler Murray Baker Mayfield level. He he does he does not strike me as that guy. Now could he get there? Absolutely. But that but this is a it's a tremendous OU team, and I think um, I think you know a lot of people think they're at least the second best team in the country behind Alabama. All right, so Alabama lost last year. Alabama became the first school 
ever. And the AP All-American team back, uh, even before my time, Matt, if that's possible, 1925. Okay, that was the first year of the AP poll. By the way, you know why they started an AP All-America team? Because Walter Camp, anyone, you ever hear the man that basically invented football, Walter Camp? He basically invented football as we know it today. He used to have the All-American team. Like one guy used to pick it, and he died in 1924. And then the AP decided, well, Camp's dead. Let's, we'll start our own All-American team. That's how that all started. Anyway, so you have Alabama last year did something that had never been done before. They had the first-team All-American quarterback in Mac Jones. They had a first-team All-American wide receiver, Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith, and they had the first-team All-American running back in Najee Harris. No team's ever done that before. And yet, despite losing all of those guys, plus members of their offensive line and defense and everything else, still number one runaway. I mean – If we really think about this, does that make any sense? How you could lose every one of those players and still be rated number one in the country. Is that dangerous to have a program so powerful that it doesn't matter who they put in there, they're still the best team in the country? Is that dangerous for this sport? That's that. I mean, I I just think it's it it is where we are. I don't know how dangerous it is. It just means that Saban at times seems more Belichickian than Belichick himself. And I know they are very close, and they've been attached at the hip for many many years. But I I you know there were reports three or four years ago that they were on the downside. They were they were sliding a little bit of as, as a program. And for however he did it, he snapped that thing back in place. And you remember. Remember, um, Steve. You remember there used to be some caretaker bus driver quarterbacks that they went they, they, that they would sure. put in there yeah. and win with. And McElroy, I remember, was one of those guys. And then after that, they had McCarron. Those were good quarterbacks. They were not great elite quarterbacks who put up enormous numbers. They were just asked not to lose the game. Now every player they put in there puts up, you know, throws for forty touchdowns. And it's because they have. I mean, it, it used to be no matter who they played at wideout in the old days at Alabama they still were going to hand the ball off all the time now they uh, and and you can blame it on whatever um, I think he gives Hugh Freeze and others some credit for what he was doing at Ole Miss but they got uh, and of course uh, Lane Kiffin has something to do with this Sark had something to do with it he changed his philosophy and now they are just flat out an offensive juggernaut they still play some defense but let's not act like they're not the smothering like we're going to win games 10-6 anymore that they used to be, and they don't have to be because they average somewhere in the neighborhood of 38 to 40 points a game. Well, I know one thing. Nick Saban is relieved to look at the revamped schedule in 2021. Happy to see Mercer back on the schedule. Yeah, they were missing last year. <laughs> he was ready for that Mercer battle coming up here uh, in the second week of the season. You, you oh, know what's man. funny to me, though? I, I, I thought LSU – had an opportunity, and, and, and maybe it was just Burrow is so great, and that was just a complete one-off. Yeah. But didn't it feel like with all those wide receivers and the unbelievable linebackers and pass rushers they come up with, um, and they've had trouble on the offensive line at times over the years, but that was such a juggernaut. In my mind, I thought, well, 
maybe we finally have a team from the SEC that is going to challenge Alabama on a on a, in an annual basis. And lo and behold, they're not doing it. Well, they're they not doing back. it because Jamar Chase sat out last season. I mean, he was there, yeah, first-team I mean, All-American wide receiver, I, 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 and he sat out the year. But even with – I don't think they had the quarterback well. – in place to get him the ball, even though I think he is a great player. Right. But well, I, I'm just saying, I thought they were on the cusp of, of of turning into their own superpower. And quite honestly, right now, Texas A&M has put themselves ahead of LSU. All right. On the other side, we'll continue on. Plenty of college football to talk about. But first, let's bring them aboard, ladies and gentlemen, once again. To find out what's trending, here is... Ralph Herber. Well, there's plenty of college football. We've got NFL preseason football today, though, and into our second game as the Jets have driven down the field and taken a 3-0 lead as they play at the Packers. 10.38 to go in the first quarter. Zach Wilson on the opening drive, 3-4 of four for 40 yards. Again, it culminates in a field goal. How about this, gentlemen? 32 Packers not dressed for this game. Wow. Yeah, they're kind of taking this one off. Why is there a preseason? Mm. Oh, that's right. Money. I'm sorry. There you go. <laughs> where we're, People are paying money to see Full guys price. dressed in uniforms. Full price. That's what they do. Mm. Uh, final in from earlier. Buffalo 41-15 win at Chicago. Mitchell Trubisky, 20 of 28, 221 yards passing. Also through for a score. Andy Dalton was 11 of 1,646 yards. He was the starter because it is his time. Uh, Justin Fields, <laughs> 9 of 19 for 80 yards. He was the backup because it should be Andy Dalton's time between those two as they perform today. Uh, right now on the Diamonds, they're in the seventh inning. Kansas City at 3-0 lead over the Cubs. Toronto has a two-run homer from Randall Grychuk. That's holding up in a 2-0 lead over Detroit. That's in the sixth inning. Washington 2-1 over Milwaukee in the second. The Dodgers playing the Mets or hosting the Mets. Trey Turner is first home run as a Dodger. Albert Pujols a home run. They have a 2-0 lead over New York. That game is in the second inning. And Oakland a 3-0 lead over the Giants. That game is in the second. As we send it back, it's Fox Sports Saturday. Steve, Matt, back to you. Oh, hold on, Matt. Uh, I got to address this with uh, Ralph for a second here because Ralph's a big golf guy. Uh, Ralph, did you see uh, Cameron Smith today? I did see birdies, Cameron Smith. The, no bogeys. A, a shot of sixty. Eleven under par track. sixty. Yes. Yeah. Perfect card there. Uh, Eleven birdies, no bogeys. Similar Fourth. to your card, Ralph. Many times. Um, my business card, <laughs> not my not my scorecard. Golf, uh, golf. We're not going to mention any more golf. We just had to throw it out there, Ralphie. Thank you very much. Yep. All right, so okay, we're talking a little college football right now. By the way, I'm watching this uh, Packers Jets game preseason game that is uh, kicking off, and the Packers have got some problems right now in evaluating the quarterback of the future here, Matt, uh, because Jordan Love is not playing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this this is a little bit of a problem when you already have given the green light to Aaron Rodgers to exit the scene, no questions asked after the season, when you've invested in a first-round quarterback and you never get a chance to actually see him on the field. Uh, that could be a big problem moving forward for the Packers. Just a little observation there. No, I I agree with that. And um, I, I think they, they tried everything in the world to make – Love in that first uh, preseason experience he had look really good 
and uh, and and he did have like I think one good drive, but um, it's um, that that's a that's a weird situation. And in some ways, as you and I talked about a little bit earlier, um, Aaron Rodgers has more leverage than he's ever had. And uh, it's odd to say that about a 37, 38-year-old quarterback, but that's where we are. Yeah, he has more leverage than he's ever had before, that is for sure. All right, getting back to the college football season, one of the interesting dynamics, if you look at the preseason rankings, is all these schools in the South that have quarterbacks from Southern California. So if you don't know the whole scene right now, Alabama has uh, Bryce Young now at quarterback. He's a SoCal kid, originally committed to USC, got out of his commitment. He hands up at Alabama. Clemson, we saw this guy in action last year when uh, Trevor Lawrence was forced to sit out a couple of games, including the Notre Dame game. DJ Uyunglele. You got that name down? Are you good with that name yet, man? Yeah, yeah, I like how you say it. Uyunglele. Uh, it pretty much is, uh, sounds like how it's spelled if you look at it because it looks like a lot of letters. Uyunglele, another SoCal kid. And then remember JT Daniels, he transferred out of USC when Keaton Slovis really took over as the guy quarterback at USC, and he's at Georgia uh, and expected to uh, dominate again. And I guess this sort of leads us back to where we're talking about right now. When you have a conference as powerful as the SEC – where they're able to hoard all the talent. Because if you're a kid, and now especially when we're talking about these kids being able to utilize their name, their image, their likeness for personal profit, where do you want to take your game? Where can you get the most profit? It's not necessarily in a big city like Los Angeles. It's where more eyeballs are, and that is directly on the SEC. So, like I said, we talk about the ACC, and I see now where the athletic director at Penn State is talking in terms like, yeah, yeah, we we, we gain a lot here. If we uh, join forces with the ACC and the Pac-12, they're bringing a lot of things. And it's not just money. Uh, there are other things they bring to the table. Why are they kidding themselves? It's all about trying to figure this out. But this is where I get back to uh, trying to figure out some dynamic to slow down this freight train that is the SEC, because now it doesn't matter where your kid plays, where are they going to get eyeballs on them where they can put money in their pocket? Those four- and five-star recruits that now have that opportunity. So this is just another layer on making the SEC richer because more eyeballs are in the SEC, more television money is being funneled in the SEC, and then in turn, that money is going to be funneled into the pockets of these SEC stars, especially the quarterbacks. Yeah, and, and I'm fascinated with how this is all playing out because in order to try to keep up with Alabama and Ohio State, some of these schools are doing more and more transfers. There are schools in Texas. One of those schools is at Texas State, down in San Marcos, Texas. And they did not, Steve, even take a single freshman in this most recent class that reported wow. for 2021. They didn't bring in a single freshman. Now, they had like 14 transfers that they brought brought in so schools basically it's becoming more about free agency uh and and bringing in so all of this has changed but you're right as far as the haves and haves not have nots i mean that was no mistake that saban comes to a texas high school coaches convention and then happens to let it slip 
Oh, by the way, this quarterback who's basically taken barely any snaps for us is probably going to make seven figures next year. Well, I mean, that every quarterback <laughs> of any substance across the country says, whoa, 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 whoa. And, I, and you're right. It's funny that we, in our minds sometimes we think, well, it's Los Angeles. Right, as opposed to I mean, Tuscaloosa. Hollywood. Come on, you're not going to yeah, make money I in mean, Tuscaloosa. Got- Nothing to do with that. Everything in the world to make, but 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 in, in some ways, mm-hmm. these local car dealers and these boosters, and it's kind of like what you said about the NFL earlier. Yeah, that the 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 the, the fact that uh, people from LA weren't really a lot of them weren't desperate for the NFL. Well, listen, the USC fans, UCLA fans, they are rabid. They love their teams and everything, but it's a different kind of relationship than Alabama has with its players and that kind of thing. And when and when it at this point, Alabama is the New England Patriots of of the of college football, and you do slate them at number one every single season. You're just like I, I don't really care who they have playing quarterback. Whereas all these other schools, we actually look and try to see who's playing quarterback, who's playing running back. You don't even do that at Alabama, to your earlier point. You just say you trust that they've done an incredible job of recruiting and that they're going to go out and steamroll everybody. I'm telling you, this is if you're a college football fan, keep your eyes on this. This is getting serious right now with this uh, alliance that's in the works between the ACC, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and I hate to say it, Matt, I don't know where the Big 12 is right now. Nobody is talking to the Big 12. They're just assuming that this conference is going to implode. And the idea that, you know, Texas and Oklahoma said, oh, no, no, we're honoring our deal with the Big 12. We're not moving anywhere until 2025. Really? You know they're going to be in the SEC in 2022. So what's going to be the fate of that conference? Also on the other side, what is the fate of Dak Prescott? We're going full circle here, Matt, because we do have an update on his situation as the opening game quarterback for the Cowboys coming up next. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, 
features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Steve Harbin, Matt Mosley. Want to thank the guys today. Iowa's Sam back from his Field of Dreams. Matt, he was at the Field of Dreams game. Ooh, yes. He was nice. actually at the game. Very fortunate. We didn't have a lot of time to talk about it today. I'll talk about it tomorrow. But he was there. I was there, baby. It was like Woodstock. Did you walk out of the cornfields like the players did, or yep. what happened? Yeah, there yeah. was some definitely some walking through corn. Yeah. It was just a magical <laughs> evening. I mean, all around. It was yeah. magical. I can picture you in the cornfield. So uh, our Iowa resident, part-time. The Iowa proxy. Yes. Uh, Iowa saying great job today. Ralphie doing a great job as always. The great Ralph Irvin. Ralph Irvin. I'll see you tomorrow as well, Ralph. And, of course, lead a lap. I will see. In fact, all you guys I'll see tomorrow. Isn't that right? Is this like a reunion tomorrow? What happened here? Yeah, the rare occasion. Looking wow. forward to it. Wow. So uh, doing double duty. Um, I will not be able to talk to Matt tomorrow. So, Matt, we got to take care of business right now. Uh, we're getting a report that Dak Prescott is on track. That's the use, uh, term they're using. On track to start week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let me ask you a question here about Dak Prescott. The new contract that he signed, you know, the $40 million a year, is that reason to rush him back? Maybe before he's actually 100% ready to go? Take us back. Give it give it gives a little insight here on this idea of, you know, returning to Dak Prescott because we are hearing reports from sources uh, that even though he's not playing out uh, there in the preseason, oh, he's fine, he's fine. Then we hear about a shoulder, obviously recovering from the ankle injury. Is there pressure there to get Dak Prescott back on the field? Give us the insight on the dynamic right now with this Dallas quarterback. Well, I, I just think that the entire process, he's uh, attacked this thing and – 
I think he's back. I, I think what right now this is we've got a lot of uh, amateur doctors, including Dr. Jerry Jones, and he likes to analyze these things. <laughs> and uh, you said it earlier. I mean, there are some teams out there that don't see any reason in the world. They didn't have a preseason last year. No reason to put him out there. I think Schefter said last night in a in a appearance on Monday Night Football something to the effect of, "Hey, this could end up, um, you know, this could be an all season type." Thing that he deals with i think the thing we've got to watch out for is is he do, do you see any give like when he plants do you see anything different in his delivery everybody will analyze this thing to death but all that needs to happen is if he can go out to tampa uh, in that tampa bay game and he can put up good numbers and look like the old Dak, then i think everything's going to be fine but but I, I don't I don't think the reason he's going to be out there is because of the forty million. If they truly thought there was an issue and thought there was a way that he could end up uh, hurting this by putting him out there too soon, he would not be out there. But again, the, some of the cloak and dagger and some of the ways they've handled this thing have been a little strange. The second MRI, oh no, he's fine, he's fine. Um, I, I th- this is going to hang over him until he goes out there and plays. But to answer your question, no, the the reason he will be out there against Tampa Bay is not because of the forty million. It's because they think he's fine and he obviously gives them the best chance to win. Yeah, I just I gotta imagine just the psychological play for a quarterback. If you remember, Dak Prescott, dislocation, compound fracture of his right ankle. So that's his plant foot. And as you go full speed in an NFL game, you're quarterback and, you know, you're ready to drive off that back foot and deliver the throws that you normally throw, whether or not until you you 100% trust it's there. And that's why some people have been looking at him saying his delivery looks a little off from where it's been in the past. But there's got to be, I mean, you'll overcome it, I would imagine, in time. But let me ask you this quick question here. Well, I don't I don't have any time. Is Mike McCarthy safe after this season? Is he safe? No. He's not safe after this season. You heard it right there. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. 
Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.